Broadcasting from the J.C. Newman Carhole Lounge, it's Smoking Sounds, the ultimate podcast for cigars and pipe enthusiasts who savor the perfect blend of tobacco while immersing themselves in the world of soulful music. Welcome back, Smoking Sounds enthusiast. On today's episode... It's Crazy Gringo Cigar Day. That's right. I'm Sean, one of the hosts of Smoking Sounds, and joining me is the undisputed Tennessee Backyard Tag Team Champion of the World. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> hey, from no LWO, one. it's Justin. No one can resist Latino heat, baby. Oh, yeah, and I'm not even Latino, so there. <laughs> I thought that would I'm be perfect uh, music for tag teaming with the with the crazy gringo cigars today. That's right, man. That's right. Hey, everybody. Hey, we're fresh off of our couple smoke episode, which is really blowing up, you guys. Thank you so much uh, for the for the good vibes and the comments. Uh, that was a really fun episode. And man, I was, was it? And and I was almost sober for most of it. So, almost, hey, almost, you know, almost. So so. so uh, it was a really great time, and so just want to thank everybody. Thank uh, uh, Sean's lovely wife Jessica for sitting in and and throwing down with us, and and uh, uh, so here we are now with the with the crazy gringo. That's on a, right on What's a up, Saturday. Guys? That's hey. right. Let's introduce from Crazy Gringo Cigars. It is the man himself. You hear us mention him all the time, J Ram John. I don't know what you want us to call us call you, <laughs> but we're just gonna go with the all the above. So hey, welcome to Smoking Sound. Welcome to Smoking Sound, sir. Hey, no, thank you guys for having me on. I really appreciate it. Like I just told you guys, you know, this is uh, one of the highlights so far of my cigar journey for 2024. So I'm, I'm super <laughs> pumped. Also, thank you guys for still calling me J-Ram. Uh, it was actually my high school nickname, and no one has called me that since high school. Hey. And I was when I started the Instagram page, I tried to stay anonymous, so I used J-Ram. But you know what? J-Ram's sticking. It's here to stay. That's uh, right. Bring back right. the high school days. Hey, I like it. All right, and uh, as always, we've got music behind us. Uh, this right here is uh, probably not the music you're looking for. You're not trying to be part of the LWO, but uh, <laughs> we do have, as always, the Hot House Habano playlist yeah, is going to be jamming Ooh. through behind us through, as we play this. It's a Justin always puts together the best playlist, J Ram, which is it was always good to have that music oh, yeah. on behind us since we try to pretend like we know about smoking and we know about sound yeah, a little so. bit. So yeah, of course, this is a. a Features a little Latin jazz, uh, features uh, both stuff classic and new. Uh, it's not all just classic stuff. It's, uh, of course, stuff that's being recorded right now, released, say, last part of 2023. So, um, you know, we, uh, we definitely uh, want to keep it not you know again i'm not really into nostalgia i love looking back but uh, you know but i but i live today so this yeah. la- this this latin jazz playlist hot house habano available on apple music and spotify and spotify uh you guys welcome to uh you know if you, if you need to get in touch with us and we can send you the link uh love to do that uh and you can jam it at home while smoking your favorite uh, cigar and or pipe, but honestly, this music really is more about cigars. Well, listen, mentioning that, let's get into the smoking sounds. 
smoking report. Roger, roger. So I think what we'll do is, Justin, as we're each kind of talking about what we smoked this week, let's start lighting up what we're smoking, and then we'll kind of tell what we're smoking today. Okay. So, Justin, uh, I'll go do you, I'll go ahead and kick it off first if you gentlemen want to start lighting up. Okay. Um, Sounds so, good, yeah. So, so far this week, let me, let me tell you what I've smoked. Um, uh with uh, again, I, I you may have heard me say at the beginning of this that we were broadcasting from the J.C. Newman Car Hole Lounge. Um, again, I cannot say enough good things about J.C. Newman. We got the vintage 1895 J.C. Newman ashtrays in the mail this week, so that inspired me to smoke the Julius Caesar, which to me is one of my favorite premium cigars and i've had yeah it's a Dav- good one i've had davidoff i've had you know you name them and and and, and i'm not putting any of them down because those are dang good cigars but that julius caesar it just hits on a different level for me and and, and jay ram i know you were and we'll get into it a little bit more you said you smoked one and uh, to me that is just a fine cigar no yeah i, I was really impressed with it you know obviously that cigar comes with a, a little bit of a heftier price tag than you know what we're used to in terms of like that twelve to sixteen dollar range, which I think is kind of that sweet spot. Yeah. But uh, it did it did not disappoint at all. It, no. was, it was fantastic. I had it for my my birthday cigar uh, and was very pleased that that was my selection. So Jay Ram, as our guest, what have you been smoking on this week? So uh, it's hard for me to smoke uh, on the regular basis over here in the in the Mid Atlantic because of the weather and whatnot yeah so uh, i'm usually like a two to three cigar a week person oh man uh, but last night um actually had a disappointing experience last night with both Uh-oh. cigars hold I on he, so, we get to um, use it justin i had uh, yeah. <laughs> that's our disappointing cigar right. sound there jerry all, right, all right sorry go ahead what do you got what you got for us so i had the dumbarton tobacco and trust um bewitched Uh-oh. that's a cigar that i've had in my humidor for a long time and uh, I was sitting at work, and I was like, you know, I think I'm gonna, I think today's the day I'm gonna bust into that one. Uh, lit it up. It was smoking great. It was had like a sweet flavor to it. I was really enjoying it. And then the the uh, the cigar just got muddled. It just got lost. Didn't know what it wanted to be. Hmm. Didn't want it to be a hard cigar. Didn't want to be a uh, a powerful cigar. Didn't want to be a medium cigar. Um, it ended up being very uh, dry and then woody as well. Uh, so I I wasn't impressed. Uh, but that's okay. Um, so later last night. Um, I did something at work that inspired me to have a Cuban cigar from my collection, and uh, I had wow. a Monte Cristo, and it ended Ooh. up being overpacked, and I had to use a draw to on it, and I, the draw just did not work out on it. Oh wow! Um, so I don't, I don't know if it's. I was talking to my buddy uh, Hugo at Hugo Smokes. It might be a counterfeit. I don't. I bought it at a legit, you know, cigar uh, at a legit tobacco cigar shop in the Caribbean, uh-huh. um, but it might have been a counterfeit. So I was disappointed. Um, well, I, I so guess that was my experience so be. far until right now. I uh, lit up the uh, the drunk chicken cigars, Mother Clucker. Woo! So. I like the name of that cigar. <laughs> so that's pretty I cool. Think, I think that's why it got selected, to be honest. Oh, okay. So so how so just your initial impressions? How's that treating you? Very smooth. So it is, it's a Connecticut wrapper. Very smooth. I've had one other of their cigars, which was a sweet tip, and that was so far. Beautifully, so oh. I'm looking forward. So far, so good. All right, excellent. Okay, so um, Justin, I, what'd you smoke on this week? And then I, don't let me forget. I want to ask. J Ram brought up something. I want to. I want to mention it. But go okay. ahead and tell us what you've been smoking. Okay, so just real, real briefly. So uh, last last time Chase gave me one of those those little Fuente, you know, the cigars in the tins. I, yes. I can't remember what they're called, but but uh, the little one, you still have to cut them, even though they're in the tin. They're individually wrapped, but you and you unwrap them. You have to cut them. I mean, you know, you have to like put in a little work. 
it was a fair little cigar. It got got kind of harsh toward the end. I wasn't over overly impressed, but uh, uh, but for the quickness it and, and it. But now get this: the little it was little. It was you know one of those little cigarillos basically, and, mm-hmm. and I still got about twenty five minute smoke out of that thing. So wow. I, yeah, I couldn't yeah. believe it. Now now just today, earlier today, I Uh-oh. was I was out on my front porch. I I I sparked up a I sparked up a. Uh, Romeo and Julieta, eighteen seventy-five. Oh, not the not the CT uh, version, whatever that is. But you had one. the Habano, not the yeah. not the Habanero. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Now, J. Ram, if you listened to me the other day, I kept calling it a, a Habanero wrapper, which <laughs> which, <laughs> which which you're which, the Gringo, not you're the Gringo. Not me. <laughs> so, oh, Justin, we just got you a new nickname. Uh-oh. Now you're now you're the the other Gringo. I tell you what, see the other, the other Gringo. That's a good one. Well, if you heard our last episode, I thought I'd never live down uh, tiffy time but still and you never will that's true all right let's let's move on so now i interesting i did this and i did this with while listening to the probably the second best rock album i've heard in the 2000s what's that Uh, nickelback no oh Oh my god (laughs) get real uh tools uh fear inoculum is the second best um album i've rock album i've heard in the 2000s rock is basically kind of a dead format i mean it's all classic rock it's all you know stuff from the 80s 70s and mm-hmm. all that i mean who's who's it? dinosaur jr get real hey you know what I'm saying? i like dinosaur jr <laughs> justin <laughs> but but you're listen, gonna feel the pain i tell you what but listen that's but that's a tease for a, an upcoming episode you you know you heard me say it's the second best rock the 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 first best rock album has been released in November of 2023, by, wow. by Peter Gabriel. Uh oh. Okay. So okay. and you know now I know you're thinking Sledgehammer, you're thinking Shock the Monkey, like from the 80s. His vocals are just as good now as they were in the late 80s with Sledgehammer and all those hits. And uh, and I and honest to God, this is how I look at albums. I don't care who it's by, Ozzy, Peter Gabriel, or some guy I never heard of. I always pretend like, okay, I never heard of this guy. Would I buy this album now? Not just because it's one of my favorite artists, like you know Sting or or Metallica. Oh, yeah. It has to pass the muster, you know, on its own. If it's by Joe Smith and the and the Smithereens, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know. If, so anyway, <laughs> I love their last album. Yeah, <laughs> Blood and Roses, baby. That's right. So so anyway, so I had the Romeo Juliet sitting outside, looking at the bleak winter uh, landscape. Uh, a great, a, a great cigar, a very, very uh, grassy. I almost want to say there were citrus notes. Uh, okay. N- not much in the way of earth, not much in the way of leather, um, but a, a, an excellent, um, an excellent uh, uh, type cigar. Again, for it was a, a Gordo, I think, and and uh, and it it, w- it was really good for what it was, but it had a real warm taste. If you want this for summer. Uh, that's when I recommend it. It has a nice, warm, kind of earthy, grassy taste. So, and me and Justin just lit up by my father's cigars, <laughs> The Judge. I had to look at the end because I thought we're gonna said, judge, We're going to judge it today. That's right. I'm going to tell I'm gonna tell you, I've had one before. I love it. But I had to just take a double take at the wrapper because I thought it said The MF Judge. And I thought, oh, now I really like it. But <laughs> the MF is on top, so... Now- I got I got one alibi on the judge. Okay. So, okay. Uh, um, I had one a few weeks ago. It was uh, we had a snow day here, um, and me and my buddies decided to go to a local cigar lounge, 
And so I got it, and uh, I think it was overhumidified. It, it was a sponge when I was touching it. So mm. immediately, I, I, I don't. I like going to cigar lounges for the experience, yeah, but not necessarily to buy other cigars because I know I'm keeping my cigars where I want them. And so I picked up the cigar, and it was spongy. Um, I also saw a little. Not, it wasn't a tear in the wrapper, but it was like a the way the leaf was folded. So I tried to get another one. Unfortunately, the the woman tobacconist that was there didn't give me another one. So I was like, okay, I guess I'm. Yeah, we stuck with it. That I just sucks. didn't enjoy the experience. You know, I think. Now somebody was telling me about. So I, I, I didn't. I didn't. Yep. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no. Yeah. So I was saying, I just you know didn't enjoy the experience. I, and uh, my buddy Roger uh, from Working Man Cigars, he talked up that cigar, really enjoyed it. And I'm like, oh, I'm gonna have that cigar, and then it just it let me down. But I think it was a combination of factors. I think if I had, would have had a dried out one, it would have probably been a lot better. Man, yeah. your experience sounds like Justin's experience with the with Hemi, the, with with the, the Hemingway with, with the you know what. Yeah, I wasn't gonna way. say it. Which you is know. one of your oh, favorite man. cigars? Already, we're jumping into this one. <laughs> uh, well, so so you've had one, and and you 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 had a, a bad experience with it. I've had one before and loved it. So Justin, you're just kind of in the first third of the my father, uh, the MF and Judge. So what are you? What are your thoughts so far? Okay, so definitely, uh, definitely a lot of earth with this one. Uh, definitely a, a a good amount of leather with this one, which I which I would expect by looking at the wrapper. Um, uh, I think this is the first my father uh, cigar I've, I've had. Yeah, I think so. So, um, and we'll get into this a little bit, uh, J Ram. That uh, you know, I'm primarily a pipe smoker. Uh, that, yep. that that's really my forte. So, uh, I, I've and as I'm fond of saying, I've smoked more cigars doing this podcast, you know, in the, since night November <laughs> than I have like in the past five or six years. And Perfect. I kid, I kid great, you not. Great for the health. Yeah. Hey, but so, you know what? I, and, J Ram said something. He said he had to use a draw tool. We've not ever talked about one of those Ooh, before. We, we're going we're to have to in, interrogate you on that. Yeah. So I think yeah, the, absolutely. those are the things. They almost look like a long toothpick. Is that right? Yeah. So it's a long to, It's almost like a drill. So it's like a, a long toothpick. I have one here. Um, I could show you guys here. Let me see. So I know the viewers can't see it, but I'll describe it in my, or the, the listeners. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, oh, one second. So. You can see it, it's a lo- it's a long stick that at the end has like uh, serrated blades that cuts into tobacco. Oh yeah, Ooh, so you drill it, wow. you drill it from the head of the tobacco, and then you drill basically drill it all the way in. And what it does is for overstuffed cigars, you can literally take out excess tobacco, so you can open up the draw so the cigar isn't ruined. Um, I don't use it as much as I probably should, which is maybe a good thing because I'm not inclined to use it. But sometimes when you're like sitting there on a cigar you're puffing you're puffing and just not that nothing's coming out it's yeah, like yeah. you might yeah. need a draw tool yeah so i've got this i got this little i don't even know how to say it right but it's calibri mm-hmm. tomas gave me mm-hmm. this little uh i bought this off of him this v-cut because i do smoke a lot of the bigger ring gauge cigars and this thing it provides a hell of a v-cut for for those bigger ring gauge cigars what do you like to usually what's your kind of go-to cut yeah, so um, I've had V-Cut before. I don't like how it sits in my mouth. I'm just not a fan of it. Uh, I, I, Toro is like my go-to cigar, right. you know, you know, classic like 54, 56 is kind of pushing it. Um, I, I'm a straight cut person, man. I, I okay. like how it just, that for me, that it just works. And the V-Cut just doesn't sit right. And I feel like some of the smoke is escaping because of the cut and whatnot. 
Um, I should probably venture and do it a little bit more than I than I am. But straight cut works for me. So why you know if it's not bro- broke, why why try to fix oh, it? I agree. See, and I was a I was a punch guy forever. I punched all my cigars, and mm. and I think it's because and I've said this before when I started smoking cigars. I was I was intimidated by the the straight cut the guillotine cutter because I was always scared I was going to cut too much of the of the cap oh, yeah. end off and so the punch was easy I couldn't mess it up and then I kind of saw that the V cut was almost as easy I've done Justin and some other of the tobacconists here in town have kind of showed me some different ways to make sure you're getting a good straight cut and I'll do it every now and again but. Uh, I've really been liking the V cut, especially since I got this uh, big V cutter from Tomas. So, and you should see it, man. It's it it, it to me it it operate, It's like a switchblade. It's like smoke. <laughs> yeah, see, it's got smoke, a click. It's got a little button on it down here. If I can oh, show I it. got one. I got one too. I got. And, a oh, you got one, one like that? Okay. And a uh, straight cut. See, see, see it? Yeah. Well, see, I'm jealous of mm-hmm. it now. And and I I primarily use a guillotine cutter myself, uh, not a V cut. You know, just because, you know, it's what you start with, what you're used to. You know, you kind of stay with with the devil you know kind of thing. Um, but now I will say about the judge, I did have one issue in cutting that it was tough to like, to, to for me to get a cut. I don't know if it was my cut or whatever, but it seemed like, I mean, you know, I got it obviously, but it, it was like, because that Romeo and Juliet just sliced like butter. Like. Yeah, well, this is almost, I think too, the thing was, was this is almost kind of like a, I don't think it's an actual box press, box pressed, but it's kind of the end kind of a little bit differently shaped than than like a gotcha a, a, is, this, a is this a flathead it's kind of it's kind of like that yeah it's, I, it's I, almost kind of like a flathead so so maybe that's was you know so uh, see there a v cutter probably probably would have been preferable to yeah. a, a flathead type you know more boxy looking uh, cigar for you guys uh, at home say maybe you're thinking about it again different cuts uh some people even do like a figure eight punch cut, like the punch above and you know above yeah, and then I've below. Yeah, I've seen that. And I, I think that that just too much work for me. I, yeah. I need to get to smoking, but um, so well, that's one, one point I wanted to make about the straight cut, and you're absolutely right, Sean. Like you can screw up a cigar in seconds. Yeah. yeah, you know it's it's when they say it's just the cap, you really got to look at that cigar and see that cap and just take off the cap. Because you take off any more in that cigar, that wrapper, and that head will start unraveling very, very yep. quickly. And you could ruin a cigar in literally seconds. Yeah. Yep. And I've had some poor, very poorly constructed cigars that it doesn't matter if I V-cut them or punch them and I be careful. They start unraveling like that. And that just, I mean, it not only does it kill what you were hoping to be a good cigar, it kind of kills your kind of your time to smoke. Like if that was your time for the oh, day, yeah. you yeah. have a smoke. And now all of a sudden this Gallopinta, oh, I didn't mean to say that out loud, <laughs> you know, unravels on you or has construction issues and that was kind of my issue with that um lfd maduro that i smoked uh it had some construction issues like that and and like i said i thought it, i thought i did a good job cutting it but you know well now but, uh, now i will say too that what i the way i was taught was you you lay that guillotine cutter fully open in the bottom of your ashtray and lay that uh, put that uh tip of your cigar vertically you know uh, on it and then just and, and let that be and then click it shut and then that always ensures you don't take too much this is the longest smoking report we've ever had let's close out <laughs> the smoking report I didn't realize you're still on smoking <laughs> <laughs> that was just a joke I just thought I'd be funny but okay, uh, so, so, so let j- me say this about the ahead, this man. my father MF and judge that's what I'm gonna start calling it now the aromatics of this cigar are absolutely absolutely yeah I love the aromatics that i'm getting out of this cigar i'm getting a nice draw i'm getting a good burn on it nice good tight ash 
I, you know, I'm I'm kind of a fanboy of it. So don't 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 be such a tight ash. <laughs> oh, okay. So all right. So 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 J Ram, uh, we want you on here. So so you know, as, as they say, as they say at that job interview at uh, McDonald's, you flipping the burgers. Uh, tell us about yourself. Yeah, let us get to know about oh. the crazy gringo. Yeah. So um, I guess I'll start with you know the cra- where where does crazy gringo come from. Yes. Um, so I am of Peruvian and Polish uh, descent, and um, you know I consider myself a gringo. My dad grew up; his first language was Spanish. My mom's first language was Polish. Uh, what language do I speak? English. Uh, so <laughs> that's where you get the gringo from. Um, and the crazy comes oh, from. Sorry. I live down I, in uh, Puerto Rico, <laughs> it's and okay. uh, me and my buddy, we kind of uh, we wanted to make movies about the awful driving in Puerto Rico, oh. and so I came up with a production company. You know, like, uh, you know, I'm doing YouTube, vid- not YouTube videos, but doing like Facebook videos and stuff. And so it was Crazy Gringo Entertainment, and okay. so oh, the Crazy awesome. Gringo thing has kind of always stuck around. I think it's one of my gamer tags on, uh, you know, I, I think I'm PlayStation. Um, so it's just it's a name that's always, I've always gravitated toward. And then, um, so that's where crazy gringo comes from. You know, I consider myself a gringo, but I wanted to pay homage to my uh, Peruvian heritage. But um, other than that, so uh, I'm originally from the great state of New Jersey. And I say that because uh, when I went to the United, when I went to the Coast Guard Academy, people from Texas would always say I'm from the great state of Texas. Well, like, hell, I'm from New Jersey. I'm from the great state of New Jersey. So I wanted to make it known that New Jersey is a great state. But um, originally from New Jersey, born and raised. Uh, I'm, an, I'm currently an officer in the Coast Guard. Uh, I've been in May. I'll hit my 10 years active duty. Oh, wow. Uh, I've, well, been, I've been stationed in uh, San Juan, Puerto Rico, excellent. Nassau, the Bahamas. And I've been fortunate enough to be in uh, stationed in Washington, D.C. for the past six years. Oh, nice. uh, did grad school here, did a couple of tours. And uh, my wife and I are actually in the process of waiting for, uh, waiting for our next assignment. So it should be coming down in the next two weeks or so. Texas is looking really good. So hey, if that's a, yes, any indication, yes, yes. Uh, might end up there. But, oh, excellent. Um, well, thank you yeah, for see. your service. No, go ahead. Thank you for your service, oh, first and foremost. And I, I know you, when you were doing your uh, thousandth follower giveaway, you mentioned this, and, and I want to mention this as well because this is couldn't be a truer story. I've just had a, a blast getting to, to know you and have c- communication with you. And when Same I here. started yeah. this Smoking Sounds, I started the Instagram page and this is no bullshit. You know, I followed punch cigars and the second person I followed was the crazy gringo just because I loved the name. I was like, I don't care what this dude's about. I'm sure that I can get some sort of El Chapo story going or something out of this thing. And what a friendship it has blossomed into. And, and I'm just, I, I've got to say, I hope you end up in Texas because uh, I, we will make the track down and we will make sure that we get to enjoy oh, a cigar that, in person. Yeah, that would be, that would be, awesome. that, would be that, that would be awesome. Um, yeah, it's, it's, Texas is, I've gotten some unofficial word. It's looking really good. Um, so I don't want to get it out there officially yet, but uh, my wife and I are very excited. I'm very excited. It's a, it would be a big deal job for me. So that's exciting. But um, no, same to you, Sean, you know, uh, I think I told you this. I didn't, I never listened to podcasts. Yeah. At all. I hate. I. That's not the way I consume information. I'm much more of a, a YouTube person. Uh-huh. I watch a lot of videos. Um, that's just how I consume my media and my information. And very similar to you, you know, I'm, I saw the the picture. I'm like, oh, this looks interesting. Let me get into the podcast. If I want to do this cigar thing right, let me see what you know. Uh, Smoking Sounds Pod has to offer. <laughs> and I started listening. I'm like, oh, that's a really cool idea. That's a really cool concept. I really, you know, and then I think I, I reached out to you right there. So very similar story. Didn't listen to any podcast and 
now now I'm on here, so couldn't be more excited. Excellent. Well, listen, I, I we we're just so thrilled to have you on here with us, and and if anything else, it's it's the circle. This is what we wanted it to be. You know, we can. You've got your podcast. You know, we could be like, it's Eat, Drink, Smokes. It's Tony Katz. It's Tony Katz. You know, we, those guys are great. Absolutely love them. There's, a, there's the guys that if I want to get on and learn about, you know, all the tasting notes and, you know, that kind of flat. But I wanted it to be where it's a community. I wanted it to be kind of a center Absolutely. where, it, you yeah. know, we could do this. We could talk back and forth and, you know. Just have a conversation, you know, like we're sitting in a cigar lounge and, you know, we've got some tunes going on and, and, and me and Justin, we, that's kind of how our friendship really started was we were going to broadcasting school together and he said one day, he said, you ever had a cigar? We went to this place called the Tobacco Pouch and the rest is history, you know, a punch Maduro Maduro or four later and here we are. Oh yeah. Sound, so. Okay. So now, Jay- you, now, now you guys have an amazing studio too, you know? <laughs> yeah. The car hole lounge. The car hole lounge. The, the JC Newman it. car hole lounge. I, I, I had to move out of my garage because I was smoking out my entire bottom floor of the house. My <laughs> wife was like, it's a rental too. My oh, wife no. was like, this can't happen. So yeah. I'm on my patio. I'm on my deck right now in an ice fishing tent. Wow. That's that awesome. what, uh, what, what's what a, I've had to do. What's the temperature outside right now in your, in your neck of the woods? It's not bad. It's fifty. It's fifty nine degrees. The sun just set, so it's going to start getting colder. Humidity is actually pretty good, so that's good for smoking cigars. You know, it's really. I gotta plan out my cigar smoking if I want to do it outside. <laughs> yeah. know, the ice fishing tent now kind of allows me to smoke whenever, but even the the environmentals can really screw up a cigar. So I really got to. If I'm, I don't want to waste a good cigar, so I got to right. be yeah. really oh, conscious yeah. about. Okay, what's I, I look at the weather to smoke cigars? If that makes any yeah, sense. I, no, abs- no, absolutely. No, hundred percent does, and I'll yeah. t- and I'll be honest with you. Um, that's why I have a pipe is, is because, especially here in Oklahoma, it's either it can get really cold and some days are really, really, really hot. And if you if you end up in Texas, you'll understand what I'm talking about. But uh, the pipe is almost it's it, because I hate feeling like I wasted a fifteen dollar cigar. That's right. Right. And so with a pipe, you know, you can load up a bowl real quick and you can get if you. If it's real cold and you've only got ten or fifteen minutes, you can get a good smoke out of that. And I know that there are some, you know, smaller cigars, and even some of the people say, "Well, just buy the budget cigars." You know, get your factory smokes and things like that. But I still don't want to waste a cigar. Right. I'm not a big fan of the uh, the factory smokes. You know, um, I know because I'm not a daily smoker. If I was a daily yeah. smoker, that might be a different story. But for me, I, I'm, I'm going to spend ten to whatever many dollars on a cigar, and I'm going to enjoy it. And you know, for me. A cigar is a time to relax and if i'm smoking a smaller cigar because i'm rushing it because of the weather am i really enjoying it like what what am i really doing right here, you know so i kind of like i That's said i planned point. it out look at the weather week ahead but uh you know i don't don't really dabble in the in the daily smokes realm i would say yeah so see i i have especially since we started this podcast i i smoke at least once a day and uh um I've tried to get some. I, I've got a factory smoke. I've heard a lot of good things about them. I, I just, I'm kind of like you. If I'm going to take the time to smoke a cigar, I, I want to smoke something. But I tell you what, I've kind of um, stumbled upon is there's General Cigars has a, it's a five dollar cigar. It's a, it's a bigger ring gauge Churchill, uh, Maduro wrapper, and it's five dollars. And it's the, um, basically, it's the imperfection of the punch. Um, the punch deluxes. So I, I don't know if you can see my phone here. So that oh yeah, that gotcha. it's just basically it's that cigar without the band, and it's five bucks. And that is Ooh. a good. Oh, that's the one you were telling me about that one actually. Yeah, yeah, and so that is one that I I bought several of those. <coughs> Excuse me, damn that 
smoke went right up the old. Uh, <laughs> so, like, so 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 go ahead, Justin. So while he's re- while he's recovering, so a couple of questions. Uh, one, so yeah. uh, do you do you ever smoke a pipe? Do you ever you know like briar, corn cob, so, that kind of thing? I, I have smoked a pipe, and this is in a. So in the Coast Guard, when we have stories to tell, we call them sea stories. Um, okay. So I'm going to tell a sea story. All right. So we were we were transiting. Uh, I had the opportunity to take a 110 uh, foot cutter from San Juan, Puerto Rico to Valdez, Alaska. We stopped in Colombia, Panama, went through the Panama Canal, coast of Mexico, up to California coast, and then uh, up to uh, we went to BC, then up to Alaska. But my uh, one of my petty officers, he. Uh, he, he snuck out on, so the, the bridge of the ship is where all the control, that's where the ship is navigated from. And we had a fly bridge, which is above, which is an outdoor area. And I saw him bring like a little, uh, like a little kit. And I'm like, it looked like, a, you know, like someone that had like drugs. Like it looked like that type of kit. And I'm like, <laughs> and I'm like, uh, I'm like, Kyle, what is that? He goes, it's a pipe. And so uh, he was up there just enjoying the pipe. And, you know, it was very uh, nautical in a sense. You yeah. know, he's on the fly bridge smoking his pipe. And I said, can I have some of that? And he goes, yeah, and I had it, and I loved it. I I haven't really? gone back to it since. Don't ask, you know. I, I have enough cigars, but I had it, <laughs> and I just remember the aromas. I remember the experiences. Like I really liked this. It was just a, a much smoother, not as sharp flavor as a cigar. Precisely. Oh, yeah. so let me ask you a couple of Coast Guard questions here, J Ram. Uh, mm-hmm. One. When you were on that trek up to Alaska, did you have to save any of those fishermen from the deadliest catch or anything like that? <laughs> no. So uh, no. So uh, I did a. I, I'll talk about the transit, and then I can talk about what kind of what I kind of did in uh, the Caribbean for four years. But the transit, our sole mission was to get the ship from Puerto Rico to Alaska. Okay. So it was uh, it was a true transit. Um, about we would stop every four or five days in a port, essentially to get. It was a 40, uh, 40, 47 day transit. Um, we encountered a hurricane on the uh, west coast of Mexico, Ooh, Hurricane Carlos. Uh, wow. My dad's name, wow. funny enough, uh, where we had fifteen foot waves. Um, it was, so our, our primary mission was to get the ship to Alaska. That was uh, so we didn't do any uh, search and rescue or any uh, drug interdiction. But when I was down, when I was stationed down in the Caribbean, so I'm not a ship person. I've only been I was only stationed on a ship for my first tour, so that's two years. Um, I was an operations officer, which means the ship didn't do anything without me being involved. Uh-huh. But um, in the Caribbean, we ran into human smugglers all the time. We ran, in, ran into uh, narco traffickers. Oh, wow. I remember it. It was pitch black. Uh, I was the officer to deck, so I was in charge of the ship while the captain was below. And uh, we saw something on radar. It ended up being uh, Dominican drug smugglers. They bolted the second we saw us. I literally turned the engines full speed. We're going 32 knots in the middle of the night, chasing these drug runners all the way back to the Dominican Republic. See, I knew knew we'd get an El Chapo story in there. (laughs) I knew we'd have El Chapo included in this podcast somehow. (laughs) And then this is, you know, my son is in the Navy. So this is, forgive okay, me if this oh, gotcha. is, forgive me if this is a, a stupid question, but so being as though you guys are out at sea and things like that, do you guys work closely with the Navy or is that just like y'all are two separate entities of the U.S. military and, and that's just how it is? So uh, two things on that. One, in wartime, the Coast Guard traditionally falls under the Department of the Navy. We get transferred to the Navy. Okay. But we do a lot of work with the Navy, um, whether it's working with their people in countries uh, to coordinate visits and whatnot, but we also have law enforcement teams on Navy ships. Okay. So just a just a little fact here. Uh, sometimes the Navy ships are better equipped to do certain missions, and so we'll put a law enforcement team on that Navy vessel. And basically, when it becomes a law enforcement mission, 
the Navy flag will come down and the Coast Guard flag will come up and the Coast Guard then has the authority to actually go after certain drug runners and whatnot. Oh, nice. So we, we work very closely with the Navy. So, man, the Coast Guard's kind of like law and order, and but not SVU. They're going after El Chapo and, and Pablo <laughs> Escobar and all those guys. Yeah, yeah. The, Co- the Coast Guard has 11 statutory missions. We do everything from search and rescue to mar- uh, marine migrant interdiction all the way up to port security and whatnot. You know, we are a military branch of the military. We are also a law enforcement branch. So we have military authorities. I'm I get the same. I get paid the same as an O4 in the Air Army, Air Force, Navy. Uh, you know, I get to, I get the same pay. We're full nice. military service, but we also have those law enforcement authorities. So it's a really Sweet. cool dichotomy of you know um, what we can and can't do. So 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 just to make sure, a couple of things. So when if and and or when you get your you transfer, and again, we're not going to say officially where you're going, but but when you get where you're going, you're still going to keep up like all your channels and stuff, and and come on with us and stuff like that. Or, or would that be a possibility? That that's a great question. Um, I'm battling that right now internally. I think the Instagram page will stay uh, because of the nature of the job I'm going into. I'm probably going to have to cease on on the YouTube side. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. But when I think about it, when I first started doing this. It was about Instagram. It was just posting pictures of cigars and posting my thoughts on them. Right. You know, if I go back to why I, why I started my page, that is exactly it. So I'm just going to get back to what I want to do. The YouTube thing is awesome. I've had a blast, had some awesome lives. Um, but because of the nature of my job and the position I'm going to be in, I don't know if that's going to be possible anymore. Okay, you know gotcha. what it sounds like to me is there's going to be more smoke and sounds podcast episodes in that's your right. future. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because, because then, you know, it's, it it's all audio. audio right. So, you know, we don't have to worry about... Uh, El Chapo and them tracking you down or your yeah. location or anything. <laughs> right, exactly. We'll be able to we'll be able to keep you in Widsec in on smoking sounds. So you know, I, I just had another quick question. So on on this uh, Latin jazz playlist, I have there's a song called uh, Sofrito, and uh, and uh, you know they kind of chant it over and over. And I'm and so uh, having the background that you do, uh, you know what is, what does that mean? Or 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 can we say it on air? Sofrito. So Frito and Grant, I'm a gringo, so please take what I say with a grain of salt to all the <laughs> listeners out there. Um, don't worry, so our, our listeners se- don't speak so Spanish either. A it's a seasoning? Yeah, so Frito is a, uh, I'm pretty sure it's a seasoning. I could be very wrong, but I've definitely used Sofrito in my in my cooking and whatnot. Now, don't, please go fact check me and look it up. Please correct me because I'm sure it means something completely different. <laughs> well, that's what, I know Sofrito has a seasoning. Okay. 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 But apparently they made this song about it and they chanted it. It must be really good because, you know, they're like, Sofrito, <laughs> na, na. And I'm like, okay. That's like, you know, cayenne pepper. Oh, yeah. You know, <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> but you know, okay. you know what, though? Latin culture, we celebrate everything. Oh, really? Like when, I lived in Port- when I lived in Puerto Rico, there's a celebration for every freaking thing, you know. So I would not be surprised if they're celebrating a spice. It's just, you know, we, we like to celebrate. We like to have a good time. See, and I love that about the Latin culture. There's There are things about the Latin culture that I absolutely love. Just like one of the things that I love is that they don't stick their like their grandmas and grandpas or their moms, they don't go to nursing homes whenever they get to have age, they become head of household. Right. And so that's, you know, I, I, there's a lot about the Hispanic or Latin culture that I really appreciate. Um, Abuela. I, I just can't speak the language. So when I, I go to our <laughs> Hispanic grocery I store, <laughs> I go, I go to our little Hispanic grocery store cause they have the best chicken fajita seasoned meat mm. and, I don't speak a lick of Spanish, and the little lady across the counter doesn't speak a lick of English. So we just stand there, nodding, smiling, and nodding at each Got other. A point, like you know, yes, so two of those. We just <laughs> we just enjoy the tunes playing overhead, and you know, so. But, 
But uh, to your point, my wife is Cuban, actually. Oh, um, nice. Oh, wow. So I, ma I married a Cuban, and her grandmother is 99 years old and still lives at home. Oh, wow. Exactly that's your point. Like, that's just, right there. It's part Ex of Latin culture. Yeah. Don't You don't put your loved ones in a nursing home. It's just, yeah. it's, it's, it's a thing of honor. It's like you feel guilty. You know, it's a... A bunch of stuff over the over the years growing up in a Latin culture that you just you, you know you just can't bring yourself to do it. And the way they they you know they celebrate one's life when one passes on, you know it's that's where we grieve and stuff as Americans and and I get all that, but you know there's always a celebration of that person's life in in, in Latin culture, which I think is really cool as well. That and that and that's how it should be too, you know, especially like my uh, my dad's mom, my grandma just passed away. She was 95 years old. Wow. And at oh, that wow. point, like 95 years old, you're celebrating life. You're, right. And obviously you're grieving and you're upset, you're sad. But, you know, when you think about my grandparents, so my grandma, my grandma on my mom's side, who I was closer to, uh, my Gigi, passed away when I was 17 years old. She passed away six weeks before her 93rd birthday. I was just telling this story the other night. She grew up, in, she was raised in Poland. The Nazis came through during World War II. Literally, she was on the run from the Nazis in a labor camp, you know, had basically got chased all the way down to Africa, evading the Nazis. Who knows what she saw and experienced and lived to be almost 93 years old. Wow. You, like, what ha What hasn't she seen? You celebrate right. life. At right. Point. Yeah. yeah. Right. You've, yeah, you're exactly you've seen right. It all. I mean, you know, from, <clears throat> I mean, just the stories that, you know, that I hope they uh, got from her would just be incredible. So this is a, oh, yeah. you know, definitely a, uh, I'm going to exit off of the highway here to ask this, but so you said you're, you're from the great state of New Jersey. Now is Flushings, is that a town in New Jersey where like the Mets play and all that stuff is Flushings? So Flushing, so there's Flushing Meadows and that's up in uh, Queens, New York. So they got City Field. I'm a Yankees fan. So I use, when I go, I would go to the Bronx, but they right. also have the, uh, the United States Tennis Center in Flushing at U.S. Open, which is a lot of fun. My dad and I used to go every year. Um, so fl yeah, Flushing is in, in Queens, New York. Okay, all right. So I, for some reason, I thought that bridged into New Jersey because there's, there's no. You're, you're th I think you're thinking of the Meadowlands. The okay. Meadowlands is where the Jets and Giants play. Okay, right. okay. all right. Yeah, so yeah, so yeah. the Mets the Mets are in New York. The the Jets and Correct. Giants are in technically in New Jersey. Correct. And I'm a Jets fan, so it's just been a decade of just hating my life every you know being so hopeful every year me and my buddies who are jets fans say this is the year i think this is going to be the year and then aaron Rodgers gets injured four oh, i was, hey, I was just going to mention that Look, so. what a what a, a punch in the gut for now mm. now i'm a i'm a chiefs fan but i can relate you know um you know how long how long did the chiefs struggle all those years with oh Sean yeah Heimer well, and all that you know what i'm saying listen. so believe me i know where you're coming from they may be in the <laughs> super bowl tomorrow but i you know uh, they, you know, they haven't always been wonderful, you know. Now, I absolutely love baseball, so this is my favorite time of year because the Cubs are undefeated. So, you know, that, <laughs> that, that, won't, that won't last very long. But, uh, you know, so, uh, but right now we are undefeated, um, you know, and, and I, I'm the same way. You know, every year I'm like, this is, no, no, it's not. It's not the year. See, I'm, hey, I'm also, on the baseball fan, so I'm, I'm a diehard, uh, diehard Yankees fan. My favorite days of the year when pitchers and catchers report uh -huh. first day of spring training, opening day, yeah. all star game, and then hopefully October baseball. Hey. I watch, so I have MLB TV. I watch probably 140 Yankee games a year. Wow. See, uh, it's yeah. always on in the background some way. So I, when I, 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 when I say I love the Yankees and I know the Yankees, like I, I know what I'm talking about. I watched a um, lot of Yankees because I have that same MLB package and, <clears throat> um, uh, 
I love Aaron Judge. I mean, just, you know, there, there's a lot about the, the Yankees that I do like. There's a lot about a lot of teams that I like. I'm, I am a diehard Cubs fan, but that doesn't mean I did. The only team I hate is the Cardinals, but, um, you know, um, I'm excited for the Yankees this year, man. They got uh, Soto, right? Um, yep. So Alex, Alex Verdugo, who we'll see what he does. Yeah. But, you know, Aaron Judge, I, I grew up Derek Jeter. Derek Jeter. Oh, yeah, me too. Yeah. Says about him. He was, I, when I played baseball, so I was a shortstop and a pitcher. Uh, I, I was a solid player. wasn't like anything spectacular. I modeled myself off of Derek Jr. He was definitely my sports role model growing up. My, my one, you know, gripe with Aaron Judge is that we, we, we kind of he, he came up when he was 25, and we're kind of wasting his prime. It's not a gripe with Judge; it's a gripe with the Yankees. Right. You know, our championship window was really in that 2017 when the Astros cheated. Uh, and I will say <laughs> there should be an asterisk on that uh, World yep. Series. But, you know, I, I think we're kind of wasting his talent in championship window right now. Yeah. Now, did Stanton, did he stick around or is he still there this year? Yeah. So Stanton, you know, uh, I think Brian Cashman had a breakdown uh, right before, uh, like right when the offseason started and basically said, yeah, we only expect him to play like 90 to 100 games. Injuries are just a part of his game. Uh, this is still a former MVP. This is someone who has... If you ever seen him swing a bat, like he doesn't yeah. use any lower part of his body. It's all the upper part of his body. And he's a, but you know, he's just always injured. It's just, these players are so fragile. You think about, you know, back in the early nineties, starting pitchers used to go seven to eight innings. Like that was right. the expectation. Now pitchers, if they make it out of the fifth, it's like, oh my God, this is a, a jump yeah. of a start. Yeah, I mean, I, I remember watching, you know, Greg Maddox was always one of my favorite pitchers to watch. Um, I loved him when he was with the Cubs. I loved him with his, I mean, hell, I named my son after him, Maddox. Um, but uh, he, he, I mean, how many almost complete games did those guys used to almost pitch? I mean, look at Nolan Ryan. Look at Randy Johnson. They were yeah. starting 34, 35 games a year. They were taking, they, they literally took the ball every fifth day. And now you have a pitcher like Tyler Glass now gets that crazy extension with the Dodgers. He hasn't pitched over 120 innings in a major league season. Yeah. And what it's, they, they just paid Shohan, you know, half a trillion oh. dollars or whatever it was they paid him. <laughs> You know, which the is, Dodgers spent like one point what one point two billion dollars in the span of like two weeks or whatever between right. Shohei and then uh, Yamamoto. Y- Yamamoto, yeah. it's the money in baseball is crazy right now. It is absolutely crazy, and the way they're able to split it up so they don't go over the cap. But uh, you know, look, that's not why you're here. Um, listen, I'm still. In, <laughs> how, I'm, I'm into this uh, second third of this. Uh, my father, I'm still enjoying it. How about you? What do you got on yours there, Justin? Okay, so uh, so the spies has has picked up in the in the uh, as I'm approaching the. The kind of the middle to almost last third. Spice has definitely picked up. The retro hail is still uh, uh, retro hail. Excuse me, is uh, really nice on that. Uh, it, it has been throughout this entire the entire thing. Oh, and uh, 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 go Royals. Uh, so, <laughs> but uh, it uh, uh, they're terrible. But uh, I root for them anyway. Yeah. So, um, but uh, a very very solid much. Uh, I am okay. I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna say, here we go. Uh, this is way better than the 1875 I just finished earlier today. Uh oh. This is this is by far better. Uh, it, it, but I think it's more the style I like. You know, the more Maduro. The uh, is this a Maduro wrapper? I think I I think it is. I, I it's a it's a darker wrapper for sure. Yeah. I, I would say it's probably it. What would you say, J Ram? I think it's a, a Maduro leaning wrapper on that let me say move it over just a little bit yeah 
And, you know, Maduros have been surprising me. Uh, I think Maduros used to scare me because they were so dark. Yes, I've had some amazing Maduros. I mean, they are, sometimes they're just sweet and they, they are really freaking good. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you, if, listen to our last episode because I, I went over the general uh, Maduro, you know, the the one we finished talking about, the un, the unbanded one. And mm-hmm. it's, I, I kid you not, I would recommend it for someone who's never smoked a cigar ever in their life before. And it's a Maduro. It is yeah. a straight, and and it, but and but it tastes like bread, bread, bread is what I said. So, um, so definitely keep that in mind. And you get one of those. Um, this one is, of course, a lot more complicated. Uh, there's not so much leather in this one as as. Um, so so now I I I love being able to say this. All right, so J Ram, tell us about what you're getting from the what the drunken chicken. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I forgot to mention uh, my goal for 2024. I might have shared this with Sean. I wanted to smoke more boutique brands. Okay. Um, you know, whether that's like Ultimo cigars. Yeah. I'm always on the lookout for those boutique cigars, and I got this last year. But um, there's so many mass-produced cigars, and you know, you got the big names. They're always going to be there. Yeah. But I think the boutique brands might have you know a little bit more character, especially with the names and the branding. Um, but also, it's just a way to experience new cigars. So my goal for 2024 is to smoke more boutique brand cigars, and I'm trying to make a conscious effort to do that. That's a good um, goal. So far, I'm just, I, you know, it's funny. I know I'm enjoying this cigar, and I'm enjoying being on here with you because I have not been thinking objectively about the cigar. Um, you know, when I, when, I, when I make a post, I usually have to, you know, when, when I make a post on a cigar, I have to think about it. I have to think what notes I'm getting. So um, I'm going to get back to you. But so far, great smoke output really smooth cigar i'm enjoying it and i'm enjoying beyond with you guys it's a, it's a it's a good sign that i'm not thinking critically about the cigar hey that's good well yeah. so listen a couple things i want first of all I, I should have said this earlier and i apologize thank you so much for the cigars you sent us thank oh, you so much that was such just a, a blessing i mean we were just so honored that you thought enough of us to send us some yeah, cigars. Yeah, we, yeah, we could, I couldn't believe it. I said, really? Yeah. You know, I, I was thinking maybe like two in a little package, but, but my gosh. You know? Yeah. And, <laughs> and, and so sincerely, thank you so much for that. That was just such a, an honor to have you send those to us. And so, so also, you know, when we go through cigars, so what would you say the price point is per stick on that drunken chicken and where can people get them? So I got it online at directly from uh, drunk, drunk chicken cigars. I was drawn to the name. <laughs> um, I think that I got a sampler pack and it might have been anywhere between fifteen and sixty dollars for five cigars. So you're okay. paying ten to twelve dollars a stick. Okay. So okay. nothing nothing too outrageous, not crazy, uh just unique smokes. And and not to put you on the spot, and have you had an opportunity to smoke any of the cigars you got from Tomas uh from Altimo? Uh no, I have not, not yet. Uh I was hoping the burn camp would have won out so I could have smoked the burn camp on yeah, you guys. Yeah. That's yeah. my uh, back that was gonna be my backup cigar. Um, not yet. So, well, well, usually then, when I buy when usually when I buy a cigar, uh, buy cigars, I let them rest a while. Yeah, okay. I like them to get acclimated and whatnot. So I know people send out a lot of cigars. But let's not forget, I'm smoking two to three cigars a week, so it's not a lot. But I like to let my cigars just rest. Right. And you know they're not going to get worse. So let me let me put you on the spot, and I won't hold you to Again. this if I can't. But let's <laughs> let's go ahead and plan now. As the weather gets a little nicer, and we kind of find out where you're going to be landing, don't smoke your burn camp yet. Let's do an episode where all three of all us three are of smoking us, yeah. that. Yeah, because and that it's, would that, that, absolutely that sounds great. And it's for a good cause, you know, for that for the children at burn yeah. camp, you know, so they can go and you know we and we've talked about that. He's talked about it on the episode. So I, I was completely unaware of that. So that yeah, even makes it. You know, I think when a cigar is tied to something like that, it even like 
it's a cigar and you're enjoying it even more and you're like oh wow you know you, you kind of there's so much to research and learn about in the cigar industry oh, yeah. and so when it has like a special meaning or a special purpose it makes it even that much more of a better experience oh know? yeah definitely. yeah and yeah. and when we were interviewing tomas and he was telling us that story that you know he doesn't make a penny off of the the burn camps all, all the proceeds go to this this foundation for these kids to be that have been injured in fires to be able to go to this camp I'm not kidding you. As he was saying that, fire trucks started going by us. Like all the <laughs> sirens were lit up. It was just like it was so cool. Like we we couldn't have timed it better. So, yeah. So let's do that. Let's plan that uh, for the future as the weather gets a little nicer. Sounds good. Uh, we'll, we'll all three smoke the burn camp, and that way we can give some honest reviews of it. You know, and that's what I know. You know, I feel like I know Tom Tomas well enough that he wants us to give honest reviews of it. If there's something we don't like about it, let's be honest and say it. You know, because that way he knows. I mean, he's the one that's blending this cigar you know so um and i like that idea that you're you're kind of sticking to more uh um boutique, boutique cigars um uh unfortunately tomas is about the only one we really have around here so uh, gotcha. we'll keep smoking his especially as uh march rolls around we're gonna have an irish wolfhound oh yeah uh, his, so, his oh, that's St. Right. Patrick, so. yeah I'm, i had I'm, I'm uh last year that. i had the uh the filthy hooligan for uh, St. Patrick's Day, uh-huh. and I had I smoked it in my garage in the rain, and it just I did it was a it's a barber pole. Uh, I forget who makes it. I, I just did not enjoy it. Really, uh, but I, I like getting themed cigars. You know, having a, a, a cigar like on uh, Cinco de Mayo, I had uh-huh. a, a Mexican puro cigar. I like kind of you know doing that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so let's see. What have we not have we not touched on here? Let me look. I had to make some notes here. So uh, let me ask you this. Is there a certain, and it, maybe it's not a certain cigar, maybe it's a, a brand or, or a maker, what has been your favorite cigar that you've smoked so far? I mean, is there one that you can say, that's if I had to pick, that's the cigar I want to smoke again someday? Ooh, so that's a, that's, a, that's a great question. Um, I'm of the mentality, the best cigar I might have might be my next cigar. Yeah. And I truly believe that, you know. I know people, you know, especially like more old timers, they have their go-to sticks and these are the ones that they're going to have. And that's just how it is uh-huh. for me. I like to, I, I'm still in that phase where I'm, I'm tr- I want to try it all. Yeah. Um, that's kind of one of my goals, but I think I'm going to have to revert back to my top, my top cigar list of 2023, that EP Carrillo allegiance. Uh, I had it on Easter last year and with that cigar, I went from enjoying cigars to appreciating cigars. Oh wow. And there's a, Excellent. there's a distinction there. When I had that cigar, I'm like, oh, this is what a premium cigar tastes like. This yeah. is now this is an experience. So um, that's a cigar I have not gone back to, um, but that is, I think, probably still my favorite cigar just because of the what it meant for me in my cigar journey. Yeah. See, I really liked the late hour, the Churchill from Davidoff, but that's not mm-hmm. one I'm going to go back to because that's a pretty hefty price tag on a on a cigar. Um, and I've got to tell you, not just because, you know, I'm, I'm fanboying out over JC Newman, but that Julius Caesar is one that I absolutely, it's, it's a great premium cigar and you know, at 18 bucks, it's, I think it's worth every penny of it. Oh yeah. So, so I wanted to ask you about, uh, pairings. Uh, if you do, uh, coffee, whiskey, beer, diet, Pepsi. Uh, so what, <laughs> what's kind of your, do you have, now do you have some go-tos in that area or, or does it just matter? Yeah, per so I'm, I am not a coffee drinker. Uh, I survived, I've survived the Coast Guard Academy and being in the military, uh, being at fully active duty for 10 years without drinking coffee. Wow. wow. Uh, my wife said, my best friend, Sean, who is my best man at the wedding calls me a high energy individual. Uh, I'm just kind of <laughs> one of those, I'm kind of one of those people. I wake up in the morning, I'm good to go, kind of high on life. 
Uh, so I don't think I, my wife tells me, I don't think you need coffee in your life. Uh, I remember I had a little, like a little, uh, espresso one time and I was, I was shaking and jittering <laughs> for probably good four hours. Oh, after. Man. Wow. So I, I don't, I don't, um, so on that note though, and I'll, I'll get, I'll get back to your question, Justin. Um, because I'm not a coffee drinker, when I started smoking cigars, there would be this flavor note. And I'm like, what is that? I, you know, I enjoy that. What, uh -huh. what is that? And I didn't know what it was. I'm like, wait a minute. And I would have to look at reviews in line, watch videos. I'm like, that might be coffee. Yep. That might be like yep. deep cocoa, deep coffee. Mm -hmm. So I do appreciate that in a cigar. I'm just not a fan of coffee itself. But um, I, I'm typically, a, I'm a rum drinker. Uh, so my ideal cigar setup would be a Cuba Libre. So that's a rum, coke, and lime. You got to have that lime. Otherwise, it's just a rum and coke. Um, <laughs> and I mix it up with different rums. Um, I love having a cigar, drinking a rum, coke, and lime, listening to Latin music. That oh, me is man. ideal. Well, that sounds so like a I, good I try to pair with rum. I tell you what. So okay. So I, I asked uh, one of our friends, Chase. He he recommended a, a cognac, a Corvasse, I believe. So all right. So I'm with you at the liquor store. I'm at. I'm with you at the liquor store, and and I'm really not even familiar with rum. Not really. But I, you know. But of course, I smoke cigars and pipes and all that. All right, so 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 break it off for me. What should I get? We're at the liquor store. What do I need to get? So I like anejo. Anejo rum means it's going to be aged. It's going to be a little spiced. Okay. Okay. And, and Brugal it... from the Dominican Republic is fantastic. So it's Florida Caña. The twelve years a fantastic rum. Um, and also too, I uh, living in Puerto Rico, you learn that the locals don't drink Bacardi. The locals drink Don Q. So if there's a Don Q, that's what I'm going for because that's what I drank when I lived in Puerto Rico and. Um, so I would say that, you know, either Anejo, something in the Anejo in the, in the dark spice, but not overly spiced. Okay. All so, right. And, and that stuff is typically, you know, at your, at your basic liquor store. Oh yeah. Usually. Yep, okay. You can, yeah. Okay. Just go to the rum section. Um, it can be, it's intimidating that like when you're going to a liquor store trying to pick out something new or whatnot, uh -huh. but, uh, uh, yeah, you can get, you so know, Anejo, Cornicania, Brugal, okay. Bacardi, Don Q, all those will be available. So Don Q would also be another good, if they, um, if they have that and uh, okay all righty i yeah i would like to know that and since you brought up chase justin this is a good chance i want to mention that he has started his uh, his podcast pipes and cigars find him on instagram at pipes and sticks. At pipes underscore and underscore sticks follow chase um see what all he's up to over there at the pipes and sticks podcast if you haven't tuned in to check it out um, definitely you know Chase is definitely a great friend of ours. He's been on uh, on here with us a couple of times, and and we're just so thrilled that he has decided to venture out and start his own thing. And said it's something he's wanted to do for a while. And after being on with us a couple of times, it gave him the motivation to go ahead and do it. So now, now I think you should also know that uh, Chase's style is very different from ours. Uh, we tend to be you know wrestling fans, and <laughs> put, we, we we sometimes put people through tables, and we you know uh, you know I, I'm I often pregame uh, before so. I, sometimes we get pretty rowdy. Chase is much more like that good, knowledgeable friend you have who's going to give you the straight story without all the, without coming off the top rope. Yeah. You know, yeah. So. He definitely has a much better vocabulary than us. <laughs> yes. He, he can say big words. Yeah. You, you know, know so, so, I mean, I mean, I couldn't even say retrohale without, I had to rehearse it. Well, you know, hey. I, I, I couldn't retrohale for a long time, actually. I had to, I practice it. I was, I would be sitting down outside practicing, like, <laughs> nothing would happen and then one day it just happened naturally i'm like oh that's how you do that's that. how you do it yeah I, I tell you i got an interesting story about that so you know how like when you get like a bottle of beer bottle of soda what have you you know you blow over the top and it goes you know like that yep it, it it i i have been married now for 24 years Woo! 
Okay. Ooh, almost 25. Yeah. All right. I my wife just now picked that skill up uh, last last summer. She started to finally get it. She always seemed to go whoo, you know, over the bottle. <laughs> and so so sometimes sometimes practice really does make perfect. Hey. You, you you know, it's it's important to have a goal and I don't know why that was one of them, but but it is. So. <laughs> but but uh, uh, but but she but she, but you ought to hear it out. She it, bottle of water, whatever. I know what's coming. Boop. That's boop, right. But get, boop, boop, boop. getting back to the re- getting back to the retro hail though. <laughs> You have to retrohale to truly enjoy a cigar and pick up those other notes. Yes. I remember when I was watching, when I first really got into cigars, watching videos and some of the reviewers, some of the notes they'd be picking up, like, how how the hell are you picking up? I, I can't even think of it because some of them would be so crazy. Yeah. And then I realized, and I started retrohaling and I'm like, oh, okay, so there's, yeah. it, it's a completely, it adds to experience, it's completely different. And yeah. getting back to what you said earlier about like the citrus, getting the citrus note on a cigar is a really pleasant surprise yes because you're not expecting it and you're like whoa yeah, yeah. that's really it's, cool it's that, now when I say citrus folks uh, I don't mean like an orange don't don't think orange juice think more like grassy kind of uh, real uh, kind of a natural citrus uh, that's uh, but but it's definitely there in the 1875 if you if you if you like to get those notes 1875 is uh, it that is your jam. Yeah, and I'll tell you the first time I ever really picked up notes out of a cigar, uh, I had bought. Uh, I was talked into buying a Charter Oak Maduro, and I was scared to death because I was I, I hadn't really smoked anything other than Connecticut's, and so I, I lit it up and I I kind of learned to retro hell a little bit, and I finally got some of that cocoa, some of that coffee, some of that chocolate, mm-hmm. and I was like. Oh, this is what people are talking about. And so, yep. you know, it, it's crazy how when it happens, it, it makes you appreciate uh, cigars a much, on a much different level. I, a, the, the first time I got a citrus was it was the Rojas Street Tacos. And I got like lime. I literally got the lime zest flavor. Wow. And I was like, how did it get that on a cigar? Like, how, how does that even happen? So it, I, it was an actual flavor note that I picked up. Wow. It was it. Now, was that a good cigar? Because I've thought about picking up a couple of those street tacos. I hear good things about them. I, I very much enjoyed it. It's I, I really enjoyed it. Would recommend. Okay. Yeah, so we'll, yeah, um, we'll have to try a couple of those. Excellent. Maybe, yeah. uh, uh, maybe uh, single de Mayo hey, is coming up. There you go in May. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we could so, definitely so have a little street tacos and and then smoke a street taco. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So <laughs> I could do that. They also have carnitas too, so you know they don't discriminate. There we go. So Justin, as we're kind of wrapping this up here, let's let's go around the room. Uh, what do we miss? What do you want to talk about here? What what did we what did we not mention, Justin? What, well, okay. So I I I, I kind of teased this earlier during the smoking report. So I said the the Tool album uh, Fear Inoculum was like the second best album uh, rock album I've heard in the ni- in the nineties. I mean, sorry, in the two thousands. And so we are going to do an episode called Peter and His Pipe. I, I don't know when it's going to come out. It's going to depend on scheduling. But what we're going to we're going to evaluate the latest Peter Gabriel album, and I, as I spoke about earlier, um, and we're going to smoke. Uh, Sean, he's going to hear this for the first time. Uh-oh. We're going to have three different versions of the John Bull pipe tobacco, true English, fragrant English, and the standard John Bull. All, all three are uh, world famous, uh, you know, big over there in the UK. Uh, so we're going to have like little pipes and do the tasting, all three tobaccos, um, and, and evaluate Peter Gabriel's music. I've been a big Peter Gabriel fan um, 
ever since I was growing up. And now, guys, let me put this in perspective, okay? So Peter Gabriel started out with Genesis in the 70s. Uh, he, he broke out solo in the 80s, you know, and all Sledgehammer and all that. And then, you know, did his own thing. Uh, but so let's put this in perspective. He's been doing music about as long as I've been alive. Wow. Okay, so, and his <laughs> vocals are still just as strong today as they were, and you guys will hear that when we do that episode, or go find it on Apple Music or Spotify. His latest album is called I.O., I slash O, and um, it is it is fantastic, and uh, so I want everybody to be looking forward to that. We also have our concert smoke coming up, uh, where we're going to have this hot blonde talk about all the 80s concerts <laughs> she's been to, and hair bands. If you like hair bands, hair metal, that that kind of thing, t- stay tuned because we are going to have uh, we are going to have the 80s hot blonde come in and talk with us about all the and sean's been to quite a few concerts him, i've been to one or two yeah and two. uh so you know so we're going to cover concert smoke uh and th- that's uh what i that's what i have for now all right jay ram what do you got what do you uh give us some things you want to plug yeah uh, you know we got tell everybody to follow you uh, at crazy gringo cigars on uh, social media but uh what what we miss what did what do you want to bring up before we wrap this up yeah, I, I think there's one thing that you had mentioned in my uh, cigar club that I started. That's right. I can spend a, yeah, 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 yeah. I meant to ask you about that. I Absolutely. had that in the notes. Absolutely. So, so um, I, uh, I'm, I'm in a, a guy's book club. It's six guys. Uh, we, uh, every, we do a book about every two months or so, and we uh, paired a book with cigar. I'm the, huh. considered the cigar sommelier for the club. Um, but I had a lot of friends that wanted to get in cigars but really didn't know where to start. And so I'm like, well, wait a minute, you know, I smoke cigars, I can give these guys some advice. So I'm like, hey, guys, would you mind if I just put together a selection of like four to five cigars? They're going to be, you know, the premise of my club. It's a crazy gringo cigar club. It's not an open club. It's really meant for my my close friends. Happy to include you guys. Um, But it's basically cigars that I've smoked that I've really enjoyed. So it's about four cigars that I've really enjoyed and then one cigar that I've been wanting to try. Um, and so basically every two to three months, um, I put together a selection and I charge my friends exactly what I pay. You know, I try to get discounts and I don't, I charge them for the shipping. I, I don't make anything from it. There's no profit for me. It's more of, you know, just to share, shares the cigars that I've enjoyed with my close friends. So, uh, it's been, I've, I'm currently working on putting together the third iteration right now. Um, got some good ones in there. Got a cigar from St. Lucia in the Caribbean. Uh, got the Grand uh, the Grand Terra Andes, which is from JR Cigar, which is made with all Peruvian tobacco. And oh, now nice. you guys wow. know why. Uh, you know, had to had to include that one in there. But yeah, it's just a fun hobby, and you know, I take it very seriously when I'm going through and putting together a selection for my friends because I want them to enjoy it as much as I did. And then I'm looking at price and whatnot. It's usually between fifty to sixty dollars that I you know I try to stay in that range. Sometimes it goes a little over if there's a premium cigar in there. But um, it's really more about the sharing the hobby with my friends and sharing some cigars that I've enjoyed. Excellent. So now, if I heard you right, so that is you're pairing cigars with books, right? Like like books yeah. you read. So how we do it is um, the premise of the book club was uh, choose uh, choose books that you wouldn't normally read. Uh-huh. And so basically, I will. So like we uh, one of the books that I chose, and I'm going to get crap for this. I chose Spare, the book about Prince Harry. Okay. And the cigar we had for that was Long Live the Queen, the Caldwell oh, Long wow. Live the Queen, because I thought Excellent. that was a, and it was right as the Queen had just passed away too. Yeah. So it was like it was just the stars aligned. But um, I usually go to the guy who chose the book and said, "Hey, what are you looking for in a cigar? What type of cigar do you want?" You're like, "I want something smooth. I want something out there. I want something different." And then I just kind of go to work and you know see what I I've had 
uh, I try to include cigars that I've never smoked. And I just try to do some research and put and get the cigar for the guys. Well, you know, and that's cool because that's a pairing you wouldn't normally think about. Right. I never, you know, I never would have thought about it. You that. might think of pairing a pipe and a pipe tobacco with a book, but that is awesome. Yeah. So that's a that's a whole nother I mean, that's a whole nother level of pairing. It's not just pairing music and, and cigars or uh, a liqueur and cigars. It's that's a great, great uh new avenue to have to so we may that's a whole other episode we may have to have oh you on. Oh my gosh! Yeah, there um, we go. Maybe we I, talk I, about the book. I don't. I don't read a lot. I'll tell you the last book I got. Um, well, I do Audible now, and so I got the Beastie Boys mm. book. I had to get that one because I'm a big Beastie Boys fan. But um, we had been in contact with a gentleman, Andrew Thorpe King. He has released a book called Failure Rules, and it's a lot about his life. And he reached out to us and said, and we're going to have him on the podcast hopefully soon. Um, he said, you know, this story is about my life and all of my failures and the way that you know music and cigars brought me out of it and so um that kind of ties everything together there so um uh i've gotten i've been listening to his book but uh, yeah so if you've got some book recommendations i can't promise you that i'll read them but i'll sure listen to them <laughs> um me right too. now so I'm, i've been watching uh apple tv's masters of the air about uh the world war ii bomber pilots okay and so i have gone on a world war ii aviation book kick uh, uh, okay there's just i mean the stories you read about with these pilots and what they experience i'm just enthralled by it so right now i'm on a very on a very much a uh world war ii aviation kick and I think that's a sign that I'm getting older too. That I'm reading about World War II aviation. <laughs> well, I, I'm going to top you there because this is something that Justin turned me on to. I won't tell you how many years ago, but um, Justin <laughs> likes to listen to old time radio, right? You know when mm. and when that was the medium of your entertainment. And I have I've got Sirius XM radio, and I have found mm. myself out here in the Carhole Lounge a few times, and I'll put on uh, the old time radio station on Sirius and listen to some of the old time radio shows while having a cigar, and that that's been pretty cool too. Oh yeah, I might have to try that. Yeah, yeah but you know, it's uh, getting back to the baseball thing, I still love listening to baseball on the radio. There is nothing like it. It right. is just uh, for whatever reason, you know. Uh, as a Yankees fan, I get to listen to John Sterling and Susan Waldman. Uh, I love it. And I think, you know, during baseball season, well, I have MLB TV so I can watch the game while I'm smoking a cigar on my iPad. But I might, I might give that a try. Listen to yeah. the game, smoking a cigar, feel really old timey. It does. It's really cool because Pat Hughes, you know, he does the Cubs. And, and so I, I have the MLB TV, but if I'm at work or something, I have the MLB at bat app and you can get all the mm -hmm. radio feeds on there. Oh, yeah. And so I'll listen to Pat Hughes call a Cubs game and, and, and it's really cool. So, well, listen, before we wrap this up, J Ram, I want to thank you again, man. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for taking the time yeah, to man, come it's been great. to jump on here with us. And, and, uh, you know, I was kind of hoping, I was like, man, are we going to be able to fill up enough time? Hopefully we don't bore J Ram to death. Hopefully, okay. no, hopefully you'll enjoy being on here with us. But man, this is this has been. I think my oh, we got we got a surprise guest here. Say, this is my son Maddox. Hey, Maddox, say hi to hey, Jay. man? How Hello. you doing? I'm John. So, um, but, I, actually, I actually told my wife not to stop by ah. uh, on her way out. You know, you know, but, Jay Ram. Um, I, I want you to also. I want you to uh, get back in touch with us because see, I'm a big ca fan of Cafe Bustella coffee. So I'd I'd be curious if your wife thinks it's it's good a good representation of Cuban coffee or terrible and you know okay. get 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 back with us you know either just maybe on an Instagram or or whatever and just you know a, ask her about you know is that even is that just total you know terrible coffee yes. or if it's great or because uh, I know you don't drink coffee so I can't ask you but but ask her <laughs> nope. if if, yeah. if uh, <laughs> it comes in the yellow you know, label the Cafe Bustella. 
and uh, you can just ask her if that's good because I love it. I love Cafe Bustella, with, especially with a cigar. See, and I'm not a coffee drinker either, but I started buying that Cafe Bustella, and I love it. I just bought another package of it for my uh, Keurig machine. So, hey, let's listen. <laughs> let's let's talk about a couple of our friends before we get out of here. We mentioned okay. Chase. Um, you know, Jason, the Dram Amateur, um, Dave and Rob over at the Totally Eighties and Nineties Recall Podcast, the Leaf Cutters, obviously our man J Ram, the Crazy Gringo, Matthew, the Budget Smoker. <laughs> Uh, cigars with Kevin, Big Al, and uh, Cowboy HD carry over there. So, you know, and again, we mentioned those guys because we wouldn't be doing this if it wasn't for this community. And and uh, absolutely love interacting with everybody. And and again, J-Ram, thank you so much for, for taking time out of your Saturday evening to spend with a couple of guys here in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and talk cigars and baseball and, and all that fun stuff with. And, and uh, I really am looking forward to us doing this again multiple times especially with the burn camp i think that's going to be a really fun yeah yeah we're gonna we're gonna definitely save that and and do that with you and if i if i can you know kind of say one last thing here yeah uh, of course whenever you do these type of things you never really know how the on screen or you know the chemistry is going to be it's been awesome being on with you guys uh Sean, we meet. I think I Facetime you in for my uh, top twenty top of cigars of twenty twenty three reveal list, and I knew we were going to do fine. But this has been even better, <laughs> um, and I think you can tell by the conversation. It's been all over. It's not right. just cigars, yeah. and that's kind of an indication that it's a relaxed environment that we're right. getting yeah. along. So thank you so much. And uh, you know, I would be remiss too if I didn't mention the cigar community that's helped me. Yeah. Um, Go ahead. Yeah. You know, working man Roger at Working Man Cigars. He's someone who's kind of been like one of my day one. Uh, Hugo at Hugo Smokes. Yes, love uh, Frank Hugo. Frank at Texas Cigar Society. Uh, you guys, uh, like you said, it's a great community. I've made friendships that I never really expected to make, and yeah. it's a, a community of positivity. Hey, and the Wolfpack Cigar Club, you're wearing their hat. You know, those yeah. guys. Oh, really? oh, 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 God. Yeah. <laughs> I, the Wolfpack Cigar Club, I actually had a. Uh, if I'm right, uh, let me know if I can tell one more story. Yeah, go ahead. We got time for one more, of course. Awesome. So uh, Wolfpack Cigar Club, uh, my three best friends and I in high school, we called ourselves the Wolfpack from the movie The Hangover. And so when I saw when I saw the Wolfpack Cigar Club, I'm like, I got to join. Um, so I joined the Wolfpack. I've met a lot of cool people through the Wolfpack. I actually got to meet uh, Josely, who is the head, the alpha wolf, as he calls himself, uh, in D.C. last week on Monday. Um, he was uh, he brought we went to a cigar lounge. He was actually meeting with the owner uh, of uh, Casa Caraballo Cigars. Oh, and wow. um, they were do- working on some business and talking strategy and whatnot. Uh, there was all in Spanish. And I was just sitting there admiring you know, the, the exchange, the dialogue, just one of those really cool experiences. That was the first time I actually had ever met in person a friend I'd made on Instagram. So there's always yeah. that nerve going into it. <laughs> but it ended up being an awesome experience. And, you know, it, it's awesome when the people that you kind of interact with online are exactly what you think they are. Right. Be. Yeah. So this is a cool experience. How, how, now, how can how can the, our listeners get in touch with the Wolfpack Cigar? So just follow them on Instagram, the Wolfpack Cigar. They also have a YouTube channel. Okay. Uh, he, he's trying really hard to make it a bigger community. It doesn't cost anything. There's no crazy requ- – there's other cigar online cigar communities out there where you have to post a certain amount. You right. have to engage a certain amount. That's not the Wolfpack Cigar Club. Okay. The Wolfpack Cigar Excellent. Club is really just creating a community. And his big goal for 2024 is to get uh, members of the Wolfpack on their uh, YouTube podcast and do lives with them. Oh, yeah. So that's kind of his goal to ca- kind of connect the pack with other – pack members and it's just growing a cigar community of friends and you never yeah. know who you're going to be okay so you can find him on youtube and, and then, uh, yeah i just i just connected with him on instagram i need to join myself instagram, and okay. and i yeah and hugo absolutely love hugo over there hugo smokes i've jumped on some of his instagram lives and watch all his youtube videos and and can't say enough good things about him um 
Uh, I love when he's doing those and there's like horses running around behind him and stuff. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's so funny with the horses because he's become one of the best ho horse content channels on YouTube uh, and not trying to either. Right. And yeah. so if you look at the comments on his YouTube, it's like, where are the horses? Like, why aren't there more horses? So yeah, it's see, become it's, a running It's joke. gotten to where but, people uh, are disappointed. I, I consider him my uh, my big brother in this cigar thing. He calls me his hermanito, his little brother. That's uh, awesome. So that's been a really special friendship as well. Sounds to me Excellent. like you're going to have to learn some Spanish like us, uh, uh, Jay Ram. Oh, yeah, my right? gosh, yeah. <laughs> so, all right. Well, hey, listen, uh, again, thank you so much to the crazy gringo, Jay Ram, at thank Crazy Gringo Cigars on social media. And, uh, you know, that's a wrap on today's episode. Thank you for everyone who tunes in. Don't forget to uh, subscribe so you know when new episodes and things are out. Follow us at Smoking Sounds Pod on all social medias. Uh, subscribe, leave a review. We appreciate all that. Uh, and you want to make sure you subscribe so you never miss a beat or, or a draw. draw. And uh, so until next time, keep those cigars lit and the sounds smoking. smoking.